Listen, there's no big secret to winning football. It's just doing what these guys do every game. Just go out and give it your best. Bottom line, I took a team to a Super Bowl and we won. I even had some guys on that team that nobody wanted. But we were a team. And that's what you guys are. You're a football team. That's kind of like a family. Except you get to hit each other. But you have to <laughs> stick together. Do that, you'll be fine. Thanks, Mr. It is a movie released back in the mid-90s with a cameo from John Madden. Little Giants was the movie. John Madden, Hall of Famer, coach, broadcaster, namesake of one of the most popular sports video games of all time. A lot of conversation about John Madden coming up during this episode of the My Second Act Podcast. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old. Put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to My Second Act. It's a podcast where we talk about things that you are already talking about with your family and friends. Conversations about current events and pop culture, music, live music, concerts, plus endearing and revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and sometimes personal growth. My name is Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. <clears throat> what were you doing the other day like? Today, when when the podcast gets uh, released out into the world, if people are listening on Upload Day, it's Thursday. But I have to tell you, on Wednesday... Well, Tuesday. Tuesday. 28th of December. And today, as we record for release, you were kind of like a meteorologist. You were like, oh, it's going to be bad. We're going to have horrible weather. We're going to be like ducking and covering. It's going to be... Like, I feel like you were almost like... like what you've kind of joked about the meteorologists do where they like hype you up and get you all worried. Well, and it's stuff. still coming. It's it, just been delayed a little bit. Oh. 9P to 3A here in the Atlanta area. Oh. Here, here's why I get ramped up about the storms and particularly a word that starts with T. And it's because the radio station that I work for and I'm on the air three to seven in the afternoon on the Bear 92.5 is licensed to Fateful, Georgia, which is about 15 minutes, 20 minutes south of Hartsfield. Cadillac Jack. Soon. International Airport. And the South Side includes Noonan, Georgia, and Coweta County, the home of Alan Jackson. Earlier this year, March, I think it was, Noonan was devastated by F5 tornadoes. And that area is still high alert. And it, you would be as well, I think. Well, I'm on you high know? alert for tornadoes all the time. So I'm kind of like, why you get me going? So for that reason, I'm researching the weather a little more when it's a, a high risk weather aware type day, like it has been today. And it's going to be tonight because. It's my job to keep the people on the south side of Atlanta and, and Noonan and Coweta County and Henry and Spalding and all those counties, let them know what's going on. Hmm. What about inside your house? Are you responsible for helping everybody get to their formal destination when the tornado, like if it is, because I will tell you in the past when I've been very nervous about weather and when all of us have disembarked from our beds, I've rounded people up and gotten them down to the basement, I will try to rouse you to come down to the basement. You're like, I'm fine. I'm not getting up. It's not going to be bad. So I, I do like the fact that you're like helping the people. That's my job. As Conway Twitty sings. Yes. That's my job. But as, as the head of the household, you should mm -hmm. also help the, make sure I'm, that that's we. That's not me. That's you. That's not me. Make sure everybody has their no, shoes on. You know that. They've got to have their shoes you on. Got to be ready to go. Phones charged. Yeah, it's going to be bad. Um, these tornadoes started in Mississippi. You know, we can always look to the West and kind of predict what we're going to get here. How are you? I'm good. How are you? How's retail with the returns? It's a mess. Yeah. 
It's a mess. What would you, for, for someone listening right now that has to do return coming up in the next, what do you got, 30 days? Is that still the rule? Uh-huh. Um, well, it depends, yeah. Okay, but let's say it's 30 days and you got to make this return in the next two, three weeks. Bring your damn receipt. Okay, is that it? Is that the big, yeah. the big takeaway? Or at least have someone's name that bought it for you. Okay. And when you don't want to give people your information, like you don't want to give someone your name or your email, and I get it because you don't want to get spam with stuff, it's going to be really hard for them to find you in the system to put it back onto your credit. Every Listen, every retail location is different. Some people you can just sh- shove a credit card in and put it back on. Ours isn't that way. And for, uh, I have to explain to people that's for the safety because otherwise I'd have these kids that work here just shoving credit cards in all the time, putting money on them. Like if you think through things sometimes, it makes sense. But just have your damn receipt. And the panic buying that went on. But I understand it because the world with all the supply chain stuff, people overbought because they were afraid if they didn't, like if, if they would buy two jackets. I mean, I saw it all the time. I'm going to get a large and a medium because I don't know which one's going to work. And if I come back and you don't have the medium, then it could be nine months before I get a medium. And they're not going to get a gift. No. It fits anyway. Yeah. But I just try to turn that frown upside down. When someone comes in, I'm like. Tell me how you do that. Well, I see the bag and I say, oh, are you here to exchange something? So not a return. Oh, hell no. Okay. So you, you, you assume the sale. Correct. Literally. Correct. Okay. Good. That's good, Donna. I know. I tell you, you, you are the sale, the most intelligent yeah. salesperson. Well, the, I don't know about that. Oh, you are. Come I on. just don't want to go into the negatives. So come on, you sell anything. I well. do not <laughs> want to stand there all day in the negatives. So, um, as I told some of the day, the key for this period of time in retail is just at the end of the day to be positive for cash, not COVID. Okay. You like that? You like that? That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yep. You're all miffy today because you, you said the children are not, not helping out again. And they've well, they've never they, helped out. But they're folding clothes and they're picking up. They, they, Charlotte picking other, folded one load of laundry last night they're for picking the second up, time in her life. Okay, She's 15 years old. Come on. How about put your, your bowl in the dishwasher? How about unload the dishwasher? That seems ambitious. Well, it is. But they're, they're grown people. They're grown people. There's a pile of cat throw up in the hall. Well, there is. The, the, the people have stepped over for three days now. For three days. I'm not touching it. I don't like the cats. I changed the litter boxes last night. Again. Can we get a chore chart? I realize we got one going to college in four months, and it's maybe a little too late, but I'm sure the CDC did not want to have to make this clarification because it shoots another hole in their theories, plural, about COVID-19. When the CDC reduced the isolation period, remember when we started back in 2020? It was 14 14 days. days. Two weeks you had to sit in your bedroom. And I mean, you had to stay home. Suddenly then, or not suddenly, but it then went to 10 days. And then at some point to seven, and then with uh, the Omicron variant, it has gone to five days. But, okay, this whole thing about it being five days, is this, like what you're about to say with the CDC, did did people just first start to kind of like take this on themselves? Like, because everyone's saying, and there are certainly people who are very sick with the Omicron, but there are a lot of people who are saying they're not, they're just not feeling the symptoms. They're not that sick. So... What's the deal? Are they are they making this decision themselves? What's what's going on? Well, who's they? The CDC? No, the sick people. The oh, I don't know about that. Pi Beta Omicroners. The question to the CDC is this: This new five day isolation period is that for people who are fully vaccinated and people who are not, or is it for people that are only fully vaccinated? Do you what, know the do, answer? Are you I asking do. me? No, oh, I do. Do you okay. understand the question though? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> so what, if yeah, what, what what's the likely or what's do you think would be the most 
that would be for people who are fully vaccinated, perhaps boosted. Okay, for to go to five days, to go Correct. down to five days. All right, to so have the lowest amount. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you think, Donna, that if you were not vaccinated at all, that you would not qualify for this reduction in isolation yes. time to five days? Yes, that is not the case. Okay, who made that decision? The Centers for Disease Control, based here in Atlanta. It was our local NBC affiliate, Eleven Live. I, I salute them for this. They were pressing and pressing and pressing because I had the question. I thought that myself. If you're unvaccinated, surely you don't qualify for the five-day reduction in, in, or, or two-day reduction in isolation time yeah. for five days, right? You should have to go in a cave. The latest CDC rules state anyone who tests positive for COVID-19, regardless of vaccination status, should, number one, stay at home for five days. If you have no symptoms or your symptoms are resolving after five days, you can leave your house. Number three, continue to wear a mask around others for additional days, for five additional days. And number four, if you have symptoms, stay home until symptoms or fever disappears. I think at this point, even the CDC has given up. Yeah, I don't like this. I don't it think ma- people should just be no willing. Sense. People should not be willy-nilly able to. Why, why were we in our bedrooms for 14 days two years ago when well, now we can, we can, we can only go, we, you, you can sit in the, the keeping room with your kids next to you for five days and be fine. Well, because nobody was vaxxed at that time. We, we didn't have, we didn't, we didn't, we weren't, we didn't have right. some herd immunity. I'll tell you what I'm mad about. My chapter at, at Georgia, my sorority, my Zeta chapter, was the Omicron chapter. And this is bull. Why did they name this variant? Like Delta. Where did Delta come from? Yeah, like the Delta. The people that work for Delta, they're like, stop it. When, the, when they first announced Delta, you and I had the conversation I yes. think, on the podcast. But the fact that, can you imagine, like Delta now, we used to hear Delta prior to the Delta variant, you would think Atlanta's hometown airline. Yeah. Now, and who knows how, how long this will be the case, when you hear Delta, you don't think Delta Airlines. You think COVID-19 Delta. Yeah, they should have named them big scary names like Thor. You have Thor 1 or, <laughs> you know, um, I don't even know. What's like, what's like a scary name? Dawn. Oh, God. Okay. My first wife. All right. Shelba 14. Seriously, that's her mother. You know, okay, stop. Oh, my God. Okay. Emory University in Atlanta announced this week that they are going virtual for their spring semester. Wonderful. Gwinnett County Schools, the largest school system in the state of Georgia, is requiring students to return after winter break wearing masks the entire instructional day. Fulton County Schools, where one of our two daughters goes, sends out a very cryptic tweet. Mm-hmm. They just don't want to lower I the talk, boom. I talked about this on the radio show yeah. today. Yep. Fulton County Schools sends out a very cryptic tweet yesterday. I want to read it to you. And then I'm going to tell you what I read into this tweet. We hope you had a Safe and enjoyable winter break. Fulton County goes back to school this coming Monday. So we're literally four days out. We know that returning to school or work will be on your mind soon. Okay, was Fulton County Schools has been on our minds for 10 days at least now, right? Fulton County School staff are in contact with our health partners. Department of Public Health and Fulton County Board of Health about the rise of COVID-19 cases in our community and the new Omicron variant. No adjustments are being made to our protocols at this this time. time. Yeah. However, we will communicate again with you on Friday, December 31st. That is three, that's two full, that's two days before the kids go back to school. With our current situation and any possible changes. Let me tell you what's coming down Friday. Here's what that email is going to read. Because when this one comes in, you're screwed. Out of an abundance Of of caution. Fulton County Schools is going virtual. Oh. I'm telling you, they are. And this was them laying the foundation a little bit. They could not, when this came out Tuesday, yesterday, 
they they could not say yesterday we're going virtual because that would have caused just a shitstorm mm. from from parents who have kids in Fulton County schools, myself included. I would have marched down to Abernathy Road in Sandy Springs or wherever they are, and in, and and held a sign and not worn my mask. Not that I wear one now, anyway. They couldn't do that though because there would be such a backlash. They're waiting until Friday to make some announcement. There, there is no. Uh, We'll communicate again Friday, December 31st with our current situation and any possible changes. I'll tell you what's coming. They're coming home. Is it? Well, I hope not. Is it going to be masking like Gwinnett County the entire instructional day? Gwinnett County schools is going to be that, or are they going to be the first school system? I said on the radio uh, yesterday, I said within 72 hours, the first school system in Georgia is going to fall. The first one's going to say, you never want to be first because you get the spotlight, you get the news cycle, you get all this attention about it that you don't want. You don't want to go first. You want to go third or fourth. Last year, we talked about this. I was kind of like, okay. And I know everybody who had a child that graduated last year got completely, and for the past two years, got completely screwed and was, you know, upset. And I was thinking, okay, maybe we're out of this enough. And Olivia's actually going to get a graduation and we're going to get through this. And it's like, now it's back on just in time to ruin this second semester for everybody. Did you see the report this week where the CDC has been busted? The Centers for Disease Control had to come out this week and say, that they did release some numbers that were not correct about the number of, I want to be, I got to be right about this. Hang on. I'm finding it. Stand by. Thought I'd do a song and dance or something. Oh, should I clog? No, we do not. Not enough time for that. No. Mm. The CDC significantly lowered its estimate for the week before Christmas, saying that the variant accounted for just 22.5% of all infections as of December 18th. The CDC previously estimated that Omicron accounted for 73.2% of cases that week. That's a difference, Donna. That's a mistake of 50%. Yeah. These numbers are bullshit. Okay. All right. I'm telling you, they are, though. It's kind of like somebody said to me, are you watching Yellowstone? Or what is it Tim and Faith are doing? 1883, I yeah, think it is. Yeah, the, the prequel. We're normally, like, the, we're in on trends and things. Yeah. Why, why are we not watching this stuff? I didn't know it was out yet. I'm clueless. Paramount, which is the provider of, of, of 1883, Paramount claims the premiere of 1883 drew 4.9 million viewers to its televised premiere on the Paramount Network following the most recent episode of Yellowstone, making it the most popular new series premiere on cable since 2015. So what are you saying? You don't believe it? I don't believe that. And, and the CDC and, and the, these, these number crunchers that are releasing all of these incorrect misinformation uh, COVID numbers, they're, they're, you have trained me now to not believe anybody. I'm, I'm a skeptic. Well, okay, you're sus. When it comes to numbers. I you're sus. But here, here's the thing. It's like for COVID numbers, you would think that they would they would be fact-checked and stuff. I like I think like these other numbers, like people can just say whatever number they want. But it's a federal agency. Well, they can. That's what I'm saying. But like the Tim and Faith people can. Oh, like Paramount. Yeah. Cite your source. But they got busted on it. A difference in 50%. That's yeah. a lot. It is a lot. So when we hear the news today... And I, we hadn't spoken about this. I don't even know this. Georgia today hit the highest number of positive COVID cases that we've had in the state since the beginning of, of like the OG COVID in March 2020. For two years, you mean to tell me that today, remember when they had bodies stacked in hospitals and, and they had people that were, were, were having to um, be attended to in hallways and in desk chairs? And they had to back up refrigerated 18-wheelers to haul the dead bodies out oh, of the hospital. Okay. But come on. It just doesn't add up. It does not make sense. And I call BS. All right, let me go back to you the seemed a little. You seem a little hot under the hood. About the whole COVID just thing? Just in general. Oh. Cat throw up. Come on. 
it's at the top of the stairs. You can't avoid it. You can't tell me you didn't see that. And at this point, you smell it too. Okay. Let's make it. Can somebody not grab a roll of brawny and come up here and do something about it? All right. Let's move if on. If I liked the cats, I would. Let's move on. John Madden was a coach. He was a broadcaster. He was namesake of one of the most popular sports video games of all time. A part of the class of 2006 Hall of Fame. You know, you always think of, you know, what it would be like if you ever enshrined into the Hall of Fame and people say, what will you do when you get up to the podium? And I tell them, I don't know. I'll tell you when I get up there. And, I, and right now, I don't have a lot of... I mean, I, I got like numb, you know, like I mean, a, a tingle, you know, from the bottom of my toes to the the top of my head. I mean, this is so special. I was lucky enough to be carried off the field after we won Super Bowl Eleven. And I was told it took like five or six guys to lift me up, and then and then they dropped me. But that's okay because that was me and that was them. I mean, they aren't going to carry me off like. You know, some guy belonged to a carry. I mean, you carry him off for a while, boom, you dump him. I'm there in the gun. But it was the happiest moment of my life. And today feels like the second time in my life that I'm being carried off. I think I ran out of memory. Hmm. Here's what I find fascinating about. There's John. only about 10 seconds left, but I cut off memories. John, I mean, he was rough. He was gruff. He's rough around the edges. He wasn't like one of those pretty boys that do um, sports. TV now. Yeah, TV now. I mean, he was rough around the edges. And the most fascinating, one of the most fascinating things about him, you know, is he rode on his Madden Cruiser. Because he was afraid of flying. He was afraid, afraid of, of flying and also claustrophobic, right? Yes. And that's what he said. It actually was, a lot of people trace it, um, his fear of flying to a crash that happened. Um, he um, graduated from Cal, Cal Polytech in California. And... There was a plane crash that happened there in 1960, and he lost a lot of his friends. But he said that that wasn't that you know elevated it, but it really was his fear of claustrophobia. So he had this Madden Cruiser that literally drove yeah. him everywhere from game to game, week game to, week. to game. Yeah. Um, I love a person that's afraid of flying because you know how I am. Um, and I'd love to have like a Donna Cruiser. That thing take me all over the world. I think it'd get old. My Donna Cruiser traveling on a a, a bus. Talk talk to. Luke Bryan, talk to him. He flies now, but I mean, talk to some, an artist or somebody that, that lives their life on a bus. I just don't think that it, it's not as glamorous as you think it might well, be. Well, I agree, but still. You spend a lot of time at a Bucky's and a Petro station. I mean, that sounds fantastic. And a McDonald's at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I mean, what's better? I, nah, it, 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 that would get old quick, I think. But he was a great guy, and um, he loved the game. And the thing that's so funny is, I was thinking about this today when, when all the news was out about him, like having Will, our now 22-year-old son, every Christmas when a new Madden would come out, it would be this, I mean, like, you would do anything to be at the GameStop and to get that sucker pre-ordered and all this. I don't know where, that's a whole other conversation from the, where these games went to. I think they're in a basket to my right here. No, not the, the actual games. Oh. I mean, just gaming in general. Like, everything's done online now. Like, you should have seen the look on the man's face when I was trying to get some Christmas gifts for the kids, you know, last minute. And I'm at Target and I'm like, what's the big game everybody's playing? He's like, like, what kind of game? And I'm like, you know, the video game. Like, it used to be like Pokemon, Pearl, yeah. whatever it was, um, Hokey Toki T or, you know, Madden or whatever. And FIFA soccer. FIFA, yes, Mario Olympics, whatever. 
And he was like, well, I mean, like, there's a new Halo out and like, but most of those they just download on their devices. And I'm like, okay, so like, where are the actual games? Like where you have to unlock the case and you get me that little case out, you know? And he's like, um, I don't really think there's any that your kids are going to want. And I'm like, well, this is just a complete letdown. He's like, well, you can get them like a virtual gift card. So I digress. But my point to this is that I used to like, I would hunt down every Madden game because it was such a big deal. And you remember they would have all the new players and all the new, you know, and it was his commentating. And it just, I mean, it put you in the game, you know. One of the amazing, one of the many amazing things about John Madden is that he either um, introduced through the video games or educated literally five generations of football fans. You know, he was reintroduced through the video games. Anyone aged 10 to 100 knows about John Madden or knows the name. Who are some of these people? Tug and I had this conversation last night that jump from generation to generation. I think there are sports, I think they're athletes. I think that there are broadcasters maybe that, you know, John Madden would be a great example. Uh, who was the, the, the fisherman? Orlando Wilson or somebody? Um, oh, yeah, yes, and he was like a, the bass guy. Yeah, is there is there a chance maybe that, that that he has been exposed to different generations through the years? Probably, that, that, you know, yeah. maybe maybe your granddaddy watched him. Yeah, fish, and now you fish with your granddad, yeah. and you both love, you know, maybe that. Or, or how about bands? What are some of the bands? Well, like that, rock, that have been reintroduced. Oh my god, totally like Journey and Rock Band and all this Rush. Remember when like Guitar Hero was such a big deal? That's where a lot of those kids learned that you know all those hair bands is it's from it's that. Like, while your kids sing those songs in the back of the car, sometimes or yeah. when you're riding with them now, they're driving. They're, yeah. You're like, where did you hear that? So how do you know that song? Guitar Hero yeah, or whatever. All yeah. of that. John Madden says there was one decision that he wished he had back about the iconic video game franchise. John Madden says that it was the dumbest thing he ever did in his life and it was not buying in to EA Sports when oh, given the opportunity I can't imagine. back in the early 90s here's what happened the original John Madden football was developed in the late 80s for the Apple II computer and it was okay not a whole lot of success it was after they 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 rebranded it and EA Sports uh, uh you know Madden NFL is going to be the name of it they, they hipped it up Madden at the time was doing calling games for CBS television. And he had a chance to, to have as much stock as you want in EA Sports. And he says to, you know, whoever ran the company at the time, he says, well, what does half mint? And they said, well, you're going to have to buy it. And he's like, well, hell no, I'm a football coach. I, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm a broadcaster. I'm not paying. I don't pay for stuff like that. EA's share price rose from $7 to $70 a share in months because the company went on to become one of the leading game development companies in the entire world, EA Sports. Yeah. Franchise that has sold more than 130 million games. So John Madden says, and listen, he, he's done okay. Um, I think they paid him $150 million like back in the mid-2000s to guarantee that he would agree to his name and likeness being used in perpetuity. So even though he's passed, you're still going to see John Madden all over EA Sports, and I would imagine there's still going to be a uh, Madden NFL. Oh, I'm sure. $150 million. But the Madden games have made EA Sports more than $4 billion in sales. And and one could argue strictly a lot of it off of just his name in a way. Right, I agree. The it, nostalgia of it all with this this that group of kids, you know. And he was not their first choice. They actually wanted <laughs> Joe Montana. Oh, 
to be the face and voice of, of you know, been Montana NFL, I guess, for EA Sports. But he had a deal in place already with Atari at the time. Remember Atari's? God, I loved Atari. Like Pong. Centipede, yeah, all this Did you have that Pong games. where you just had, like, when you just hit that little, that paddle. little thing back and forth? Yeah. yeah. We didn't have that. You only had that if you were rich. Okay, I was looking at something. Do you remember, we've talked about this a long time ago in one of our podcasts on how you, like, things that you thought made people rich before, like when you were little. But I was thinking about this because I saw a lot of people got, like, ping pong tables and pool tables for Christmas. Now, you remember, if you went to someone's house when you were growing up. And they had a ping pong table. Or Or a pool pool table. table. I mean, like, a real pool table. Not like one of those that maybe your mom and daddy got, like, I don't know. At, re- at Zayers or something, you know, like on the bargain bin. Right, right. But I mean like a real wood one right. with those th- sturdy heavy, legs. Heavy. And it had that chalk that you had to chalk it up. And somebody would always say, do not, like if you start messing around with the sticks, do not break my daddy's stick. Because if you messed up the chalk or the pointer part on the pool the cue, yeah. the cue, oh, you were in big trouble. You know, somebody come down and be like, who messed with my, that because this one, daddies were mean, you know, be like, who messed with my pool cube? Like Donna Kay across the street. She can't come over here anymore. What kind of gaming system did your brother Donald have growing up? We didn't have any. I'm t- he had darts. It's called darts. Okay, darts. And a rifle. And a motorbike. Not bad, though, you know. And a push broom that my dad made us clean the basement every weekend with. Golly. That'd be nice. Doing work around the house. Kids doing work around the house. Earning their keep a little bit. Well, I'm telling you, you just on a roll. I am, though. I am about that. I am. It's a touchy subject. Okay. I love to see our partners work together, and that's happening right now. Um, we are so excited that the Paint Horse Winery, if you're listening on Upload Days, officially open now, right? Yes. Thursday the 30th. They've opened a tasting room, tasting room in downtown Alpharetta, <laughs> and it's open now. You may remember last year we did uh, the Uncorked Concert Series at the Paint Horse Winery at uh, Pamelot Farm, which was the 30-acre farm in Milton. This is like just a... I'm going to call it a bar. It's a, well, it's a wine bar, right? It's a wine bar, yeah. It's and, a, but it's cute. It's like a house. It's quaint. So they went to Gallery Furniture, they being Laura Stay, who is the operations director for all of the Painted Horse properties. And I'm sure that Pamela Jackson, who is the proprietor of Painted Horse, I'm sure she was involved in uh, Laura Jessup, I'm sure too. Uh, they all went to Gallery Furniture to get the, the tables and the furniture for the new Painted Horse Winery Tasting Room in downtown Alpharetta. And they post on there these really pretty bistro tables. They look amazing, which I think is a great point. Even if, you know, like say you, um, you know, maybe your husband has a business or you have a business and you need a couple of new um, things for your office. You don't have to go to one of those yucky office supply places where you get like weird used like odds and end like rolling chairs, but they don't really roll because they're used. So like get some nice stuff. I mean, get some nice chairs, get some nice tables. Um you don't just have to do your house. I mean, there's a lot of different things you can do. Dorm rooms. Listen, it's coming up again. We're, I'm starting to think about it. Like, you know, you just, you got to start preparing. And, and those are great things, too. Like, you talk about supply chain. Donna has none of those issues. But why not go ahead right now and start, you know, stocking up on some stuff and putting it in your garage and putting it in your basement so that you're ready to roll when that time comes around and you're not, you know, it's like one less thing on your list. At the radio station in our conference room? Mm. There's no wheels on the chairs. Did they take them off? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't asked. But I, I, every time you sit down, you think that you're going to spin, in, as you should, right? Well, that's a letdown. <laughs> but the first time I sat at that conference table, when we first started talking about this opportunity back in June, I guess, I mean, I was, you're trying to, like, you need to adjust a little bit. You're scooching. You oh, know? dear. And you're like, where are the damn wheels? How come my chair won't scooch? You okay, know? that's weird. What does that mean? 
That means they're used. Where are the wheels? Where are the well, casters? Somebody took them. <laughs> okay. Or maybe like one, they were down a caster, and so instead of having like wonky chairs, they just took all the casters off of them, what was left, and threw them away. Could be. I just think it's strange. Now, I've told you the story before. We had a boss that... Um, are we down a gallery? Well, almost. But we had a boss that in sales, he, if we were there past nine o'clock, he'd take our chairs and put them in the conference room. And so if you wanted to like hang out in your cubicle, you had to stay on the whole time. Hmm. Ridiculous. Is that Norman? No. Oh. Yeah. Like, where's my chair? You if know? You, if you are a business owner, like Painted Horse Winery, and then a tasting room in Alpharetta, and you need furniture for, for your business, go see Donna. Ask for Donna. Hashtag ask for Donna. Hashtag ask for the Wolfman. 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. Yes, it's that gallery furniture. It's that Donna. She's still there every single day, as is her daughter, Marilyn, and Shane and the entire crew. They got a store in College Park. I'd go to Gainesville. 1600 Browns Bridge Road is where you're going to find them. There's 2511 Roosevelt Highway in College Park and 1600 Browns Bridge Road in Gainesville. Ask for Donna. Ask for Donna. It's just so sweet. I love it. We had last night for dinner, uh, uh, our 18-year-old daughter, Olivia, said, top five. It was good. That's saying a lot. But it was a chicken Wellington dish. And it, so you get like uh, the, the pastry. Or what do you call them? Pastry. Puff pastry. She was giving you credit for your pastry skills. Well, it's not a whole lot, too. It just folded over the chicken. But you, they, they, everything that you need for your dinner is going to be provided in your dinner kit. Yeah, because who has puff pastries laying Nobody around? has that. <laughs> and so you had to spray a little Pam on your baking sheet, Donna. And you lay down your pastry squares. And then you you put your chicken breast in, you know, lay it on top of the pastry square. And then there's a mixture of like it was so cream good. sauce. Oh my gosh, it was so some good. Mushrooms. mushrooms. Here's the thing: the girls, Olivia and Charlotte, eighteen and fifteen years old, they don't want the sauce in the in the mushrooms. They just want plain chicken breast. I don't put it on there. I didn't put it on there because you can do that. Everything, every ingredient that you need comes in its own ziploc baggie. And here's the thing about you, honestly, you're a grown man. You're you're running around doing all this stuff, and you're you're doing a radio show so this was not like a dinner it looked like a dinner that like you had spent so 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 long on but it wasn't i mean you kind of put it together it didn't take a long time flaky pastry squares after <laughs> after they were baked and that was then, great it, it was very simple and then we did some roasted vegetables some roasted potatoes and green beans on the side cream corn. green a fantastic dinner but it olivia who's the pickiest of all our kids the pickiest eater of all of three of them looks at me last night at the dinner table and says dad top five dinner fair fantastic chicken wellington uh took me 25 minutes and as you said i had a lot going on i'm doing a radio show at the time and uh running up and down the stairs but take your time back in 2022 30 dollars off your first order with the promo code caddy 2021 that's c-a-d-d-y caddy 2021 dinner affair.com dinner e.com no contract money back guarantee they deliver it right to your front door and you pick the meals that you want and they switch them up every month at dinneraffair.com. Choose from, I think, 15, 16, 17 different dinners every single month. Yeah, and someone had a great point the other day. They said, you know, all the supply chain issues that we talk about all the time with furniture and I talk about in clothing and all this stuff, um, it's coming back to food, too. Because just remember, if we go back into some sort of weird quasi-lockdown and all the stuff that's going on, it does affect these things. So um, you can't find as much. You can't find protein. You can't find chicken. So get this taken care of. Go ahead. Make this your New Year's resolution. Don't have a lot of New Year's resolutions. Just have one. And the one covers everything. It's spend more time with my family, sit around a fa- around a table and talk at night, slow down, eat healthier, and not have to worry about cooking and, and eating out and doing all that stuff. Dinneraffair.com, dinneraffair.com. If you're flying this coming weekend, returning home for the holidays, 
I think it was interesting this year too, Don, with the, the, the people who took the week of vacation was prior to Christmas. There was an actually much larger group of people that did that, I think, than I would have thought, than took this week off between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah, I think so too. No, I do. Yeah. Why do you think that happened? I thought that that was strange. Right? Which, which week would you have taken? Would you not have taken this week between Christmas and New Year's? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. If you're heading home, though, and you're flying Atlanta-based Delta, Delta's home, uh, Atlanta's hometown airline, you can check out the Spotify Hypes on Playlists. Fire up the uh, in-flight entertainment, and you're going to find it right there. Go to the Spotify app, and then simple search. Caddy and Donna, Hype Songs on Spotify, or Donna and Caddy, Hype Songs, depending on the season. And um, season three is coming up after January. We're almost at three, two, two, four years. We're getting ready to start our third year, Unbelievable. And we still like each other. So. What would you like to add this episode? Okay, so I'm adding something kind of interesting. I'm adding um, a song by Todd Rundgren. And the song is called Hello, It's Me. And, you know, he was like a, kind of like a moody rock and roller back in like the 70s. And, you know, just, I don't know, just like did that electronic music and progressive rock and all this kind of stuff. The reason I'm adding the song, and you, you remember the song, it's like, hello, it's me. I haven't ha- seen you for a long, long time. I, I know him for Life is a Highway. Okay, well, anyways. Life is a Highway. He did it before Rascal Flatts. Yeah, it? so this song, I um, started, because I wasn't feeling great over Christmas, so I started watching, um, and just like that, the sequel to Sex and the City. And, um, okay, if you don't want to hear what I'm about to say, if you haven't started watching it and you don't want to hear the spoiler, which I don't know how you could have avoided this if you're a Sex and the City fan, but you might want to just tune me down for a little bit and come on back. So I'll give you time. Do, 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 do. Okay. So um, I was one of the fortunate ones who had not really read a whole lot about the sequel. And um, so I started watching it. And in episode one, Mr. Big, who if you watch Sex and the City – and you know him and Carrie finally got together and it was this, you know, he was so much older than her and everything. He had a heart attack and died. And how, how soon in? Uh, it was at the end of the episode, but it was just this song played a part in the beginning because they're just they they were cooking to, you know, they were cooking and they lived together and um they had this very sweet life and it was like after what all had happened through Sex and the City, but they were pulling out different albums and um, this was the album that they were playing and the song and they were dancing in the kitchen and I just, they just always have the, the coolest kind of relationship because he's older, but it was just easy. It was just easy. But weren't there time? I, there I, was a lot of rough times. Yeah, but, but, and I'm, I, wouldn't, I didn't but, watch an awful lot. But, but just when I say easy, it was more their their interplay and their camaraderie. But there were a couple things about this that I didn't get. And I know people are questioning, and I kind of went down a rabbit hole asking this last night, but she had gone to her friend Miranda's uh, and with Miranda and her friend Charlotte, her Charlotte, her friend, if you remember the original characters, her daughter was playing the piano at a, a big New York um, concert hall place for kids. You know, she's like in high school or whatever. And so they were going to drive out of the city afterwards. And so Big was home and he was riding his Peloton. Interesting that Peloton comes into this and got off the Peloton, had a heart attack and Carrie comes home and he's sort of at the end of having this heart attack and she doesn't call 911. And it was nothing like weird or nefarious, our favorite word here on the podcast when there's something sketchy going on, but it wasn't like that, but it was just, she was so caught up in like, oh my God, telling him that she loved him and, you know, trying to figure out what's going on. But at the end of it, I'm like, wait, why didn't she like drop him in the shower immediately and go call 911? 
And and that's like become the looming question. Like, hello? It's me. I've thought about you for a long, long time. Anyway, it was very sad. Oh, I'm going to Google it. The song. I was very sad. Right now. I wasn't prepared for it. And I was a little in my feels on Christmas Day because I wasn't feeling good, um, just in general health-wise. And I was just like sobbing. And I'm like, why did I do this to myself? And then I'm thinking, is this entire season going to be just like about her being a widow? But it's I'm up to like the third or fourth episode, and it's bouncing back very nicely. Is it one season? Do we know? Uh, I think so right now, yeah. Okay. I'm going to have a hook of the song here in just a second. Okay. All right, so we're going to add that song. I'm going to add Kenny Chesney, The Boys of Fall. I love that one. It was released 11 years ago. Here's the reason why. John Madden, I'd forgotten about this, makes a cameo in the video. Oh, yes. And I have that clip for you. Here during the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast. I just like to see kids when I see, especially the younger kids, and when I see them playing, I just hope they're having fun. How about that? There were a couple of the football coaches and legendary football people that made kind of like were in the video. Yeah, but, cameos. Um, Kenny Chesney, the day that John Madden passed, posted on his Instagram account. I'll pull it up right here. It is um, so long to my good friend John Madden. He was such a big part of the Boys of Fall film. Remember, it wasn't just a video; it was a film, like some mini movie. That he did with, uh, I forgot the guy's name, that he always did his videos with. Sean Silva. Yes. Thank you, Donna. We became friends after his interview, and he'll be missed by everyone that loves the game of football. Thank you, John, for the time and for listening to my song and bringing so many people together on a Sunday afternoon. Rest in peace, my friend. And then he had a couple of pictures from the, the, the shoot yeah. on Instagram. Oh. So the boys of fall. All right. Check. Uh, all right. I got this ready. Can we do this real quick? Sure. Okay. Hang on. I've got my settings. Dun, dun, dun. Connect there. Is this the big, the big hook here? All right, I do know this song for sure. You know that I'll be with you if I could. So good. All right, we're gonna get flagged. Play music. God, I just love those hippie trippy '70s, like that and Steely Dan. Oh man, just some good stuff. In the letter this Saturday, we're going to include a um, couple of links and a couple of photographs of some emojis that you should be using and that you should not be using after the conversation last podcast about you using the wrong emoji. Text left on red, no spaces, red is the color, R-E-D, left on red to the number 22828. Did you know that Facebook has banned (laughs) the use of the eggplant emoji and the peach? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you know that though? An update to their community standards policy now includes the use of commonly sexual emojis like eggplants and peaches. Here here again, what do I say? Posts that imply such behavior may be, not will, but may be removed. Why do people have to be so sketchy? Like, why do you have to take innocent things and make them? You also can't do a search for the hashtag peach on Instagram, which some say is commonly used to represent buttocks. Let's wrap with uh, the Georgia Bulldogs playing in the Orange Bowl Friday night, we hope. What do you mean? Number three, Georgia. Number two, Michigan. The uh, I thought they were the Dolphins, the Wolverines. Somebody corrected me on the radio. What do I mean? Here's the thing, Donna. There's, this, there, there's these people that have bought in to COVID-19 and these unbelievable, and, and, and sometimes we have learned, falsely reported, right. 
case numbers. There have been five bowl games that have been canceled already in the past 10 days because there were not enough players to play the games. So the question, I think, is a, is, is a fair question. What if things get worse? Now, define worse. I think that depends on a lot of things, including probably how you vote. I had a conversation with Tug last night. Tug's my best friend. Years ago, we were part of a, a three-person morning show. Two of us worked really, really hard. One did not. Back in the day on the former radio station where I used to work. And we had a lot of fun. And Tug and I have remained best friends since. And he works now at 680 The Fan, which is Atlanta Sports Station. So he talks sports literally 25 hours a day, Tug does. And he so, loves sports. Of course he does. I said, so what do you think? Could it happen? He said, absolutely not. Here's why. Listen to this. There's too much money on the line. He said, unlike the five bowl games that were canceled, the Belt Bowl and the autosearch.org bowl, whatever, there's not a whole lot of money tied to those. When you're talking national championship playoff games and a national championship game, Tens of millions and tens of millions of dollars in sponsorship fees and naming oh, yeah. rights and advertising. It's not going to happen. It's a lot on they the They would line. not cancel. He said, if anything, what they may do, if, and he said, I don't, think, I don't even think this would happen because they'd have to refund 80,000 tickets because it's And Hard imagine Rock, just doing that. Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Friday night, New Year's Eve. Worst case, no fans, but the game's being played and the game's being televised. And then the other thing that I want to put out there is should something happen to Kirby Smart? I mean, like, he could. He could get sick. He could, you know, I'm just saying, things could happen. I'm ready. I'll flip cores. I've got coach these, the team. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Coach the team? I've got a hype video that will rival like T Pain. Like, because what I'm going to do is I'm going to go in there and I'm going to say, "What? What's going on? Like, do we want to win? Are we just playing around? Do we want to be here? Have we already planned our careers out into the NFL? Do we still have the fire that we need? Are we elite? Are we elite? What are we? Get them fired up now. Yeah, and I'm going to like question them. I'm, I'm not going to preach to them. I'm going to put the question back well, on them. It. Put it, put it. How strong are you? That's it. How loud can you bark? How how vicious can you bite? Get out on that field and lay it all out there. And for God's sake, win the damn game. Well, it is the Orange Bowl for Miami, and if the dogs win it, they go to the national championship. One away. All right. And if you are in Atlanta and you want to hear the home team, which would be the Georgia Bulldogs, if you want to hear their broadcast, tune to the SEC Network Friday night. Who's the voice of the dogs? Howard does. Scott Howard. Scott Howard. SEC Network has struck a deal with him, and so he's going to do the play-by-play for the SEC Network. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's so. cool. Go dog. Over here, dog. I'm going to be barking. Go dogs. Right. Hoof, hoof, hoof. Woof, woof, Our thanks to executive producer Carl Appen. This episode of the My Second Act podcast produced by Preston Thompson. Preston also serves as the editor of The Letter. It's our weekly e-newsletter component to the podcast, a fun four-minute read delivered to your inbox for free every Saturday morning at 9, 10. And this Saturday, don't forget, explanation about all of those dirty, filthy emojis that you should not be using. Text left on red. Red is the color. No spaces. Left on red. To the number 22828. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell and Ingold Studios in Atlanta. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. this on the radio show. Why, Donna? Because we're having fun. Do you need to be somewhere? No. We set up record high December 28th. That was Tuesday this week. 75 degrees in Atlanta. And it was so hot and humid. All right. So <sighs> the record until Tuesday stood for generations. And it was a high 74. So we beat it by one degree. What was the year? You ready? Ronald Reagan was your president. This was the big catchphrase. Hey, where's the beat? Oh, 
Oh, I love talking. I don't think there's anybody back there. Claire Pillar. And I got a prize for you, too, if you win. Um, He's not okay. the eggplant, is it? Yes, it is. The um, If you can show me your peach. The, um, at the, the big movie and the big song on radio was this. Sing it for me. In the purple rain. And uh, the biggest country song of the year. We dedicate the song Everybody jump Willie, in. Willie. To all the girls we've loved before. That was. That was. Okay. Hang on. We're that good. was 80. I got to go to dishes and clean up. Five. Cat throw up. Wow. 84. Dang it. Well done. Well done. All right. See you. Bye. Bye. Cadillac Jack.